What up, what up? 420 Fantasy Hustler back at you. I'm Bill Bogartacek, the evil emperor. Dark side, give me money. Yeah, and this is Fancy the Guru, always repping the Guru Nation. Oh, yeah. And we got a consensus top 10 rookie running backs. And let's just get into this. Let, let's get into the chalky uh, pick at number one. Talk about why you got Brees Hall at number one. Because he's greasy. He's just, he's, I would say he's the Najee Harris of this class where he's a do-it-all running back. The situation is something that you really have to believe is going to get better. And I'm talking about the Jets as a whole. And, I mean, it's just the upside and the zone run scheme is going to be in. I'm still taking him as my one-on-one. I, I, I went back and forth with Walker, but I'm going to go with the team that, uh, that runs a scheme that, that running backs eat. And he's, he's just a beast. He's a greasy beast. Yeah, he really is, Boogie. I'm with you on that as far as Brees being number one because he's also got that that receiving upside as far as he's good. He'll be good in that zone run scheme, but even if he does have to share a little bit with Michael Carter, he's going to get those receptions. So where in PPR leagues, he's definitely the play for me over Kenneth Walker because Kenneth Walker, while he might be just as good or a little better as a pure runner, he's not even close to Brees Hall as a receiver. So for me... And I know most of y'all play PPR, so I, I'm I'm giving the edge to uh, says Bogey likes to call him Crazy Breezy. Yeah, Scott Hall, sir. Yeah, <laughs> they're the unanimous one A and one B. There, there's no real, there, there's no denying that. But I got Kenneth Walker at the 101, and I know the Breeze Halls. He's more talented out of the backfield as far as catching. But with Zach Wilson, who knows how many checkdowns he's going to be getting? He ain't really the, the checkdown Charlie that we that we'd hope that Breeze Hall would get paired up with. So I think Kenneth Walker's his path to being the number one RB on the squad just a little bit easier than uh, than the path to being the number one like big workhorse is uh, a little bit easier for uh, for Kenneth Walker, but. Either way, you're going to be stoked getting either one of these guys. But if you want Brees Hall, you got to get him at the 101. So even though I have Walker as one, um, um, I, I know that Brees Hall, if you want to get him, you got to get him at the 101 or you're not getting him at all. Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, he's the definitely hype is real. Yeah, because he's just got that skill set to where if he hits his ceiling, he could be a top five running back. And if it ends up being going out, like how Jets things usually go down, you won't be alone. There'll be so many of us that all agreed. Yep. So that's a unanimous one and two there. And uh, got our... Aaron Walker can catch the ball. He just didn't at, at Michigan. But back at uh, Forest Wake, he, was, he, he would catch the ball. So there is that for Walker. We've already seen clips on social, or at least I have. I'm, I'm sure you guys have too. Clips of him making crazy catches out of the backfield. So that's just one thing that we could be looking forward to there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, so that, those are the consensus top two guys. And then Spencer, the guru, and myself, we both got James Cook at number three. Bogey's got him at number four. Why do you got James Cook at number three, guru? Yeah, I like James Cook a lot, especially for PPR league because he's got a lot of receiving upside. And in that Bills offense, they were trying to sign J.D. McKissick earlier in the offseason and couldn't do so. They're obviously trying to add more more receiving help for Josh Allen. And I think in more like quarter, like running back type pass catchers because it's, it seems adjusting 
on defense to the deep ball. They're going to have to do more check down. And so James Cook, I think, is going to receive a lot of those. And he's a guy that could also run, too. I mean, he is Dalvin Cook's brother. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Dalvin, but I definitely think with those genes, he's got a chance to be a legit starting running back there. I definitely think he could leapfrog Devin Singletary to where – I think he could be a flex a lot of weeks this year. And if he continues to grow as a featured back, he could definitely be an RB2. Maybe I'm factoring in, like, immediate, like, an immediate, like, just an immediate producer. With Damian Pierce, he's a guy that can get 1,000 yards rushing. And I'm hoping to get 700 yards all-purpose from a James Cook, and I'm going to need those receptions. And what is he going to get? Maybe 40 receptions, maybe we'd hope. It's possible. Maybe more than that. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's possible to go more because they're one of the more passing offenses, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they so, lost uh, Sanders and Beasley. And the only, they, only real veteran they brought in was Crowder. I mean, like I said, maybe he gets five, six carries a game because they're still going to – he's still got Singletary there. But he's going to be out used as a wide receiver a lot. You know what I mean? That's his chops. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah so, I like him. He's intriguing. He's kind of like – I got to be like a poor man's Travis Etienne. He doesn't have the, the skill set of Etienne as far as being a potential mm -hmm. workhorse, but he's got enough skills to where he could definitely be an asset in PPR. Mm -hmm. And I like Damian Pierce to have – I like him to sneak a lot of touchdowns down there. I, I think it's an offense that's going to be able to move the ball. You know what I mean? Um, there's no one in his way. He's gonna. He's a guy that Turn can to Mac. It's a great song by far, but we've all heard that song before. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it's not that great for fantasy. As much as people on Sleeper want it to be with the fucking yeah. Marlon Mack. It's a Marlon Mack update. It's, no, Marlon Mack, we're not getting As much as y'all want to speak that into existence, it's just. I will say no. James Cook is secure. This is why James Cook is consensus here, because he is the guy, if you're thinking dynasty long term, he has the draft capital. He has the, the vacated targets that he's gonna that he could slot right in and, and fill, like you just pointed out. But yeah, I, I, I think for Damian Pierce, even though he doesn't have the draft capital, he has a chance to prove himself that, and so they don't draft another running back next year. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I just worry with the Texan bogey that the damn. I don't know what Lovey Smith is going to do and then the, the offense. Are they, is it going to end up uh, like a committee thing? You still got Rex Burkhead there and some other guys. I, I definitely mean, think Pierce him. is the most talented, but it's like they trust him to be a workhorse. He's not Matt Forte, but that's the last one I could think about where, like, they just gave Matt Forte all the work. None of these guys are really going to be workhorses here. That's the thing about it. And, like, James Cook, it's a better team, and it's the draft capital. You get drafted in the back end of the second round. That's a lot better than the first half of the fourth round. But, yeah, there isn't that much competition for Damian Pierce. He was my number four, and uh, he was pretty much our consensus. Number four as well. Bogey's yeah. had him highest out of everyone. Yeah, I'm just doing bogey things. We all had him. We all had him in a similar range, and yeah. uh, who we got here? The consensus number five or five-ish is going to be Tyler Algier, and uh, let's see who had a Spencer. You had him the highest. You had him at number four. Yeah, and it's definitely uh, y'all can take that to the bank as far as I like him because he's a Falcon. I, I was nitpicky. I was like, what was man? I was like, I can't. You have a guess what? Tyler Algier is legit fantasy because all he's got in front of him, I said this in the mock draft we did a, while, a little while ago, is that Cordero Patterson is basically all his only competition. 
as far as for touches. Because they oh, it also brought in Damian Williams, as we saw last year with the Bears. Damian was washed up. He got beat out by Khalil Herbert. So I definitely think Tyler Algier will beat him out, like, right from jump. And then all he'll have in front of him is Cordero Patterson and the Falcons. But their lack of receivers, Patterson's probably going to be split out wide a lot of times. So guess who's going to be in the backfield? Tyler Algier. It's just – it's one of those just – Ready-made situations. No, the offense isn't good. Atlanta's offense is, is hot garbage, but just by default, Algiers going to get a lot of work, and if the offense exceeds expectations, like whenever Desmond Ritter would step in, I think Algiers has a bright future. Every coach that's had Derrick Henry, they try to find some like, – they, you can never find another Derrick Henry, but they just they, – they get infatuated with finding, like, a big bruiser back that could do extra shit, too. You know, not just LaFleur with A.J. Dillon, and in this case, Arthur Smith with Algier. Draft capital is another thing, but it's the same way I feel about Damian Pierce. Like, it's just – it's just a clear path to getting work. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got him a little bit lower. I got him at number eight, down a little bit lower, and – a lot of it is just not really knowing where this offense is going to be because of the QB and how much how much is the run game really worthy over there with Mariota and then Ritter. So I just got him lower. He's just someone who I'm probably just avoiding in these drafts. Um, someone who I'm probably not going to have because consensus, I think we got him a lot lower than everyone else. But Isaiah Spiller, who's like our sixth-ish six -ish RB here, uh, I got him at number five. Austin Eckler goes out. Isaiah Spiller is going to fill in pretty nicely. Outside of that, I feel like a lot of these guys outside of really the top two fall a little bit dart throws, and they're going to need some injuries, going to need some things to uh, go their way to be able to get in to be fantasy relevant in year one. Yeah, everyone outside the first two guys, and actually even James Cook, he'd be like on that around like the 112-ish, 201-ish area, and then like everybody else is all second round. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys that we have on this list. Except for maybe I have Strong on, on the motherfucker. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you love you some Pierre Strong. He actually cracked mine too. Yeah. Because I think Strong, you can get some work. You know what I mean? But other than that, it's like, it's really, man, you know what I mean? Good luck with yeah, it. Yeah, it's tough, man. This is, I'll just be real with y'all, man. This is just not that great of a running back class. We had no first round picks. I mean, we're trying to make Brees Hall into it. And I like Brees Hall. I'm not trying to hate on him, but he just compared to – he's not Najee. He's Najee. He's not JT. It's just this draft class is just – like with the quarterbacks, the running backs, isn't, this class isn't as bad as the quarterback class, but it's not that great. It's pretty shitty, honestly. But there are a few guys to be had, like Algier and different ones that, that could pop, but just don't reach on them. It's like the – conclusion here don't reach on these guys let them come to you yeah and especially if we're in a startup draft i definitely don't want to reach on any of these guys who aren't walker and Brees hall because i could get some second year guys some third year guys who probably have a little bit who will, who will probably be in the nfl longer than some of these top 10 guys just because mm -hmm. they're better they're more talented so we got Rashad White at, uh, I guess he, he's consensus like six or seven here because me and Guru both got him at six and uh, Bogey's got him at uh, at eight. What do you like about him, Guru? Yeah, I like Rashad White's potential because he's a guy that can catch the ball. Like we talked about with James Cook, somebody with him. And he's on a good offense, very good Tampa Bay offense. So even when Brady retires, like I still think Rashad White should be able to do pretty well there since they got Godwin. And Evans for the for the foreseeable future, and 
I, I just like his skill set. And Fournette's in front of him, though, so it's going to be tough for him this year. But we all know Fournette's injury, bro. Fournette, Fournette's going to miss probably at least three or four games. And in that time, with Ronald Jones gone, I could easily see Rashad White racking up a lot of points because he's somebody that just – he's got an every-down skill set. I'm not sure if he'll – He'll reach that ceiling as far as being an every-down workhorse, which, I mean, if we thought that, he'd be higher. But I think he's definitely very intriguing. And as we see, like, no one thought, for example, Austin Eckler was going to be a workhorse. Oh, too small, too brittle, blah, blah, blah. Look how that's turned out. He's, he's toughened up and been able to carry the load. And so you never know, Rashad White could be one of those kind of guys because he's definitely the appealing skill set for fantasy. But he's not quite there as far as an every down guy, but but could be, and he's on a good offense. So I like the potential there. Yeah, I got him at number six. Also, really, it's just a landing spot. Lenny Fournette, he's always getting hurt. Ever since his rookie year, he's always missed a couple games uh, every single year. So yeah. if he gets in there early, gets a, gets a spot to maybe not even start, but just a spot to get a bunch of split the carries or whatever for the game and shines a little bit, because um. Keyshawn, he's never really, even in his couple opportunities, he never really took the ball and ran with it, so to speak. So we'll see if Rashad I mean, White gets the. Get he, went, he went crazy a couple of them games, but not enough. He was still a third round draft capital. It was not enough to be like, okay, we're getting this white kid. That's what I mean. He did okay, but nothing. Yeah, nothing, but hey, listen, it took that. The limelight. Before those couple games, he had one against Detroit in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. And then who yeah, else we got yeah, next? <laughs> so next uh, we got Pierre Strong. He did not crack my list. He was like um, number 11 or 12 on mine. Bogey, you got him at number seven. You love you some Pierre Strong. Yeah, I, I think it's the team that's going to, they're going to dink and dunk their way like they always try to do. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to be a lot of yak uh, type joints. This guy's the fastest running back in his class. You know what I mean? They even got like a fast receiver. This is what they're trying to do. It's going to be the short game. And then every so often they'll be able to play action and, and uncork a big one because Mac Jones does have that in his arsenal. You know what I mean? And like, if you remember the preseason game last year, it was Mac Jones and JJ Taylor and they wanted JJ Taylor to be this guy. Cause they want like a James white type. So this is like their James white, but he's, he has speed. You know what I mean? And I'm always going to go back to the, the first two weeks of the year last year before James white died on us in fantasy. You know what I mean? He got 12 targets in those two games. You know what I'm saying? They want to do that. And then between after, life after that, they adjusted. And, you know what I'm saying? With, between Stevenson and Harris, they, they would all get a couple targets. So it was like, you know, but this guy, he'll be that guy. He'll be the third, he'll be the third down guy. He'll be the, the change of pace back, the hurry up offense back. You know what I mean? Yeah, and James White's getting older, which is why Pierre Strong cracked my list because when he first told me that he was like the candidate for years, I was like, here, strong. I was like, I don't fuck with Belichick backs. I don't want any part of that. But I started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, there's a could be a role for him there, a significant one at that. Yeah. Because I was so mad when he landed with New England. I was like, damn it, man. I was hoping Pierre would have landed and had a better spot, you know, like a Tampa Bay or KC or Chargers, Atlanta. One of those more oh, Atlanta's not an explosive offense. See, he would have had opportunity for New England and Samet, but I do think there's a chance he could carve out a role because Belichick does run committees. And so if he can crack the part of that committee, especially on those third downs, like you said, Boogie, he could have some value here and there. And all it would take then at that point would be an injury to Harris or Stevenson, where then they'd have to use him some more on early downs. And at that point, it's yeah, he's relevant. 
I like one more thing I wanted to mention about him is because I envision him doing a dink and dunk, just getting these guys in, in space. They're, they're going to do stuff like that. This guy could just take a big one to the house. Like he's that kind of, he's that kind yeah. of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like he, 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 take a, a, my bad, he take a short one to the house. Like easy. He's one of those. He's what, he's everything Rondell Moore wanted, of a fantasy enthusiast wanted Rondell Moore to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another guy we got on the list here, pretty much our, our consensus, like nine, Zamir White. And Spencer, you got him the highest out of everybody. You got him at number eight. Yeah, yeah. I like Zamir White's potential because with uh, Josh Jacobs being in a contract year, I don't know if they're going to refund him. They, did, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. That's a tell that Josh McDaniels and Jacobs is not a McDaniels guy. Gene's a Gruden guy. And White was handpicked by McDaniels. Because Kenyon Drake, they're also not a McDaniels guy. I feel like Zamir White, it could be the starter there sooner rather than later. And he's not that much of a pass catcher, but he didn't really have a chance to do that at Georgia because they had James Cook. And so he fit in better as the big back. And Cook was the compliment. So with the Raiders, like with Jacobs, Jacobs is more of a big back. So I wouldn't expect Zamir to do a whole lot this year, but this is dynasty we're talking about. So I would say if you have Zamir White, stash him on your bench or if it's or your taxi squad type thing. And then if Jacobs would get hurt, he could be a plug and play, but most likely we'll have to wait till next year. And if Jacobs walks, then at that point, Zamir White could. I view him as like a poor man's A.J. Dillon. He might not do a whole lot of rookie year, but be patient, and I think he'll have a lot of value down the road. Yeah, if he's going to try to adopt what he did in New England over there and in Vegas, they're going to run the ball a ton when they get within that five-yard line, you know what I mean? So then, so he might even get, he might even get in there. And like if Josh Jacobs starts having troubles at the goal line, they might be like, look, kid, get in there and go steal his job, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, very well. Yeah, very well might. Brian Robinson, someone else who uh, who cracked the list here. He wasn't on Bogey's top 10, but he was on mine and uh, Spencer's top 10. And I think for me, a lot of it is uh, having that number nine and behind Gibson, obviously, behind J.D. McKissick. We'll see how much work he actually gets in there. But it just seems as much as we want him to be the guy and as much as Rivera's stroking him off saying he was going to be CMC 2.0, that's kind of, it really hasn't been there. Like they're not put, turning him into the workhorse that we wanted. So maybe this whole backfield is just going to stay a committee backfield moving forward. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, which is why B-Rob made my list because I feel like he'll be a guy that he's going to get a lot of goal line work. He's going to be a pest to Gibson. He's not a whole lot of upside because they've also got McKissick. It's going to be a three-headed committee. But if a Gibson injury would happen, we've seen Gibson get banged up before. Then at that point, Robinson's the main ball carrier because McKissick, he doesn't get carries hardly. He's basically a receiver. He's basically a slot receiver that's eligible at running back like Cordero Patterson. Yeah, Robinson with Bama, he basically assumed the lead role since Najee graduated and then he he did fairly well in that role. I mean, he wasn't Najee but he was pretty solid. He held his own, so to me that tells me he's somebody that in draft capital was significant. I believe he was a third round pick. He's not somebody to where if he struggles a little bit, he's cut. He's definitely going to make the roster and be a pain in the ass to Gibby owners. <laughs> Yeah. One guy who I got on my list, who you guys didn't have on your list, is Ty Davis Price. 
And it's the 49ers. It's like the luck of the Irish over there or something. Like they always have a rookie running back who somehow makes it to the top of the depth chart because of injuries or because of a whole bunch of random stuff. And I think it's going to be Ty Davis price. And it may not be too much that he's doing over there, but there's a bunch of fluky stuff that has always happened into that backfield. And we've seen shit deploy six, seven running backs who are fantasy relevant Mm -hmm. in one year. And I just think Davis price will have, uh, he'll have his 15 minutes of fame in year one. I I can't say when, but I just feel it. It's hard to argue that, but it's also just him as a football player. He's like a, he's like a Laguerre blunt type, like style wise. He's a, he's a guy I feel like would close games out. You know what I mean? That's why we got him like a, like a better Gus bless. But one thing why it doesn't make sense to me is because like he's, it's the same round as, as Trey Sermon. But Trey Sermon actually had some wiggle. He just, I just think that Trey Sermon just can't, he just can't fit in this system. Or maybe he doesn't learn, he ain't learning the playbook or something happened with Trey Sermon. He was in a doghouse, all that. It's all facts. You know what I mean? So he does be, Davis Price does become interesting in that sense. But he's just not a, he's not a, like a one cut upfield runner. Like he's, he's a plotter. So I don't, maybe it's, it's goal lines even. That's the one, that's the reason why I didn't have him on my list. He's outside the list though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I didn't have him on mine either because he's a local kid to LSU from Louisiana. So normally, like, man, I'm all in. He's local, but I just, I don't think he's going to beat out the other local Louisiana boy there, Elijah Mitchell. I think that backfield's still going to be Elijah Mitchell's. I know Shanahan tends to run committees, but last year he gave a big lion's share of that work to Mitchell. And I think he believes in Eli. Eli showed that he could carry that load. I know he missed some games. But he bulked up a little bit already, they said, where he's trying to be a workhorse, to have that workhorse role. And I think like Bowie said, work. Yeah, Ty Davis Price, I think they drafted him to be more that enforcer type to where I feel like Trey Sermon could still stick around and Jeff Wilson's still there. And if anything, the ones that would be more of a pain would be Wilson and Sermon. But they did spend a high pick on Ty. And it's just, I just, and he did have a, a big game here and there with LSU. He absolutely destroyed. Florida, I remember, but it's just, but Florida wasn't that good last year. And it's just overall, it was just, he was just like a, a plotter. He was just not a guy. It was like, oh, Ty Davis Price up the middle. He's going to close the game, bro. Yeah, just like, yeah, LeGarrette Blunt type, just not very exciting. That would be, be annoying if it was like LeGarrette Blunt where he had, like, he all of a sudden he fucked around and had 10 tugs. Yeah, if he steals all, like, all of Mitchell's tugs. It'll be like, one one geez, yard plunges. Yep, yep, which he could do. He's a big back. He'll go back and start vulture in like the Mike Tolbert days. Oh my Mitchell. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh last guy here on the list. He only made bogeys top ten. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. <laughs> hey, because you know what, dog? I just I'm enamored with this kid. He can do it all. And they were hella happy to get him in the seventh round. You know what I mean? And I think what happened too was we're like Miami was trying to call him. They wanted to draft him. They wanted to call him, and he, like, picked up the phone. Then he was like, fuck that. And he's like, he thought, he thought they were playing. He thought it was somebody playing. Because he was mad as fuck. He thought he was going to be, like, a third rounder. You know what yeah. I mean? And then the Chiefs called him in the seventh round. And boom, he really went. And he was, like, the star in the Chiefs camp, mini camp. I just like his story, bro. Like, he's from Jersey. Like, he's from grimy Jersey, bro. And like his, you know, his brother and sister, they got murk. And so he's just like play with that intensity. Like, and then you when you watch his clips with that in mind, like, I like this kid. And so he's he's gonna be a third immediately on this depth chart. 
You know what I mean? What are we really looking for here? McKinnon's still a free agent. What are we really looking for when you're in these dynasty drafts with this type of running back class? Where Spencer said it when you, damn, I hope you still use that because you were going in, you were like, it's all this class. The running backs are shitty. Like you're, yeah, you're they are, bro. I mean, this class is not very good. Yeah. It's really not. It's just, it's not, it doesn't have much at the top. It's really like a make single your case, first right? pick, And then the rest of these are just, we're, I think we're trying to be hopeful. Yeah, he could be interesting. He could pass pro. That's another thing that, that he got in the holster. And he was just like, and then he'll play, he'd be willing to play special teams too. He's willing to work his way up. But I know he would be third on depth chart if, you know what I mean? If so and so was to yeah. go down, this yeah. Down. And then if Frank Gore's grandson's still there, Derek, but I think he beats him out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Derek Gore's the guy that'll be like a healthy. He'll like be inactive for real. Like he will just be inactive and shit by the time. Yeah, we get there. yeah. Shit. Yeah, that was like with fucking Damian Harris's rookie year with the Patriots. Just ever I'm, inactive, inactive. Like oh. I, I also just wanted to get in there because. It was him or Snoop Connor I was gonna put in there because then it's nitpicking. It's like you probably be able to acquire all these guys late in your in your rookie drafts. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just they're guys. Yeah. Although they're uh, seven round, or in this case with uh, with Snoop Connor, he, he was an undrafted free agent. There's a role that's open. Like it's really just Travis Etienne, so he is gonna be like. I mean, who else is there for him? Like, J-Rob yeah. coming off an Achilles, and yeah. then they brought back Raquel Ormstead. Nice. Garbage. Off the practice squad. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. get into dart throw territory, which, I mean, really anywhere after the first couple. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell um, you what, I'm, another dart throw that I like to shout out. Y'all can say it's a homer pick, but the Saints UDFA, Abram Smith from mm -hmm. Baylor. He's Baylor's all-time single-season <clears throat> rusher, a converted linebacker. And the Saints have a role open there, you know, to compliment to Kamara because Mark Ingram's ancient and Tony Jones Jr. is terrible. So Kamara suspended. This kid, Abram Smith, might be something. Y'all keep an eye on him late in these rookie. So here's our consensus. Top 10 here for everyone listening in podcast form. It's got to get to YouTube to go check it out. But you guys heard all of our, uh, and really we named uh, 12 and then Spencer even threw in a Baker's Dozen. Doing a 13th for you to keep your eye out on. A Baker oh, yeah. doesn't. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And then about, uh, I don't know if I mentioned about Isaiah Spiller. Uh, the reason I was a little down, I just, I don't know. I just don't really trust him to be like that every down guy. I mean, he could be, but I don't know. I just don't feel too good about him. His metrics just weren't very good. Like he's got the, he's got, he think he, he's like a jack of all trades, master of none. I think he's a very good backup running back but as far as fantasy we want somebody that can start so i just don't feel like he has enough upside to be that great even though the landing spot was good there at the Chargers. yeah all right well, why don't we get up out of here spencer what do you got going on you gotta tell everybody about all right all right yeah you can go check me out at spencer the guru all social media platforms we mock draft at least once a week, sometimes twice a week, you know, probably more through that once the season gets going. But yeah, we mock draft like crazy, all format, single QB, super flex, dynasty startup, whatever you're looking for, we got it. And y'all can also go check out my articles on bet.nola.com. We've got all different sports right now, but we'll have some fantasy football content up there sooner than later, I'm sure. Yeah. The universe, give me money. Yeah. <laughs> We're out. Peace. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know?
smoke that joint say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill